welcome to another gorgeous episode of the Momos and the Appas, a podcast discussing the Avatar universe's folklore episode by episode. We are your hosts, Eric Lefebvre, Dr. Amber Jones, and Jessica Tercero. We're continuing our journey through Avatar The Last Airbender, Book to Earth, Chapter 19, The Guru. In this chapter, there's a really cool line where he's like, be warned, unblocking the chakras is an intense experience. Um, and it was cool. It so was. So this is our penultimate episode um, for yes. book two. This um, is the, we're, we're rounding it out. Um, also, I do want to do a little shout out that by the time that I think the next episode comes out, we're hitting our one year anniversary <gasps> for the show. Oh, uh, I believe it's How November sweet. 11th. Um, was our book one, chapter one episode. So, so we're coming in on the one year. So if you've been with us the whole time, um, we love you and thank, thank you. you for being here. But it's even just on a personal year. note, it's been a beautiful year. And yes. I love the show and I love doing the show. Same. Cool. Oh my gosh, cool. I didn't realize the whole year. Wow, you guys, this is so I know, cool. isn't that crazy? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we're rounding seasons. out book two. I know. I know. We're almost That's out wild. of book two. Oh, God. Full disclosure, listeners. The Guru is my favorite episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. My 100% favorite episode. Without a doubt. Quintessential. Yeah. I, this is the moment. I can yes. totally get that. I feel like... I mean, it's so funny because, like, when we're on this pod, we're always like, oh, I can really relate to it. Like, I feel like as we're going through these episodes, like, I'm in the moment that I'm in this emotional state getting what I need from them. Um, and that's 100% how I felt with this one today. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, here we are. Another yeah. reason why yeah. the show is so important. Um, Guru Pratik Where is do we start? Sick. Um, uh, Well, this is just, it's so good because as you know, like the gang has had some really shitty weeks full of like fear and anger and frustration and they've just gotten back together and they finally, they have a plan and they uh, like where we like just left them you know, they're going in different directions and like they were feeling a little sense of foreboding ahead of time. But in the beginning of this episode, everyone is just like cheerful about what's going to happen. And it's kind of like painful almost to watch knowing that like, oh, there's so much pain ahead. There's so yeah. much strife ahead. My sweet babies, <laughs> you need to just... Sweet, sweet babies. <sighs> yeah. Like, at the beginning of this episode, like, it is the grand opening, and they don't know, but the grand closing of the Jasmine Dragon. I know. I know. It's so sad. The short-lived, short-lived pinnacle of Iroh's <laughs> tea career. Um, and huge unfortunate. This is yes. what I love. Um, so much about this especially as a penultimate episode because it is mm -hmm. so good because we've been building to a lot of these things right we've been building yes. to Aang um, you know making a plan with the Earth Nation to take over the Fire Nation right um, we yeah. you know and Katara is sitting up on the Council of Generals Sokka is going off to see his dad uh, Zuko who's like you know went through this whole metamorphosis wakes up and is like so like 
uh hey what a beautiful day uncle i'm so happy yeah. for you and your tea shop like he has done a whole 180 and it's so wonderful and like like weird to see at the same time uh -huh. like he's trying this on it's so frustrating because like, of what happens later yes. and it makes me yeah. so mad and that's why this is a good penultimate episode because uh, we see so good. we see what their lives yeah. Uh, especially Zuko, because that ugh. we see what their yeah. lives can look like, right? And you know, um, and then to have all of that kind of stripped away, um, you know, in this episode and the next is just so heartbreaking. Um, and but especially for my boy Zuko. Both of them were being honest with themselves, like that, like happy, cheery. Maybe we just run a tea shop now in Boxing Say. They knew it wasn't going to last. Right. Yeah. Like, if they were being honest, they knew it wasn't going to last. Even Iroh, like, knew he wasn't just going to, like, sit out this war. Right. And yeah. run a tea shop. He still had plenty to do in this war. But it is just kind of interesting. Like, you. You want them to have this moment, even though, like, we can't stay here. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing is you want all of these characters that, you know, you've been on this, like, whole two-season journey with to, like, finally have some peace, especially after, yes. especially after season two, because there's been just a lot of growing, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of really tough, lonely moments, you know, a lot of like just deep sadness um, and like, and not even just sadness, but like um, growth is always hard, you know, it's not um, easy. Yes. And, you know, Guru Patik kind of like talks about that where he's like, you have to face these things and understand them and really look inside. And it's like, it's really hard. I'm not going to lie, but you are going to be better for it. And so I feel yes. like everybody is at this moment where it's like, okay, maybe now, maybe I can catch a breath, maybe something, you know, after a month of being away from Appa, after, you know, trying so hard to tell the Earth King and get this information, like, yeah. you know, um, and then just to have it all kind of go to shit, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but again, uh, I'm so happy you kind of framed it that way, because I don't know if I was like fully seeing it that way, that um of course there's intentional um just like paralleling of ang and zuko as like yeah maybe both of you wish that you are living a easier happier life and that you can just like do these things and it's all gonna work out the way that you want but that's not true um mm. but really by extension all of them are learning no, this isn't gonna be this like easy thing. We know it's it, it's not gonna be easy, mm -hmm. but like the horrible hardness that we've gone through up until this point is really just a drop in the bucket compared to what we need to do to actually win this war, end the suffering. Mm -hmm. You know, we went through, we suffered all of this just trying to talk to a guy Mm -hmm. um and so i think what they go through is necessary like they yeah. they need to go through even more suffering because how are you gonna end a war mm -hmm. well also, just from the perspective of us as the audience knowing who and what is waiting for them, like even yeah. apart from us knowing how things kind of unfold later, 
Yeah. <laughs> she has opinions about war that she wants to talk about. Uh, she, yeah. she wants to talk about it. Hey, Luffy. What are you looking? She's like, I um, want to talk about the chakra. <laughs> I want to talk about it. No, but it, just in terms of like, we know what's going on. We know what's coming. Um, but they don't, right? Yeah. Like, they don't know Azula is there with her main girls. No. They, we don't, they don't know what's going on with Longfang. They don't know any of this shit. They don't even know Toph's been captured. No. They think everything is, like, chill as fuck, and they're, like, living their fucking dreams, like you were saying, like, getting to sort of, like, cosplay in this, like, ideal peak version of mm-hmm. themselves. Like, we're finally doing it. We're finally making it. It's finally yeah. happening. And for us to watch them in that happiness, knowing full well that it's all a facade, uh, <laughs> frustrating yes. and very sad. And I think that yeah. this is where they really start funny. to maybe leave yeah, behind their funny. childhood. Because, like, this yes. is like, okay, cool. This is where I wanted to go. This is, I'm Katara, and I'm on the Council of yeah. Five, and I'm Aang, and I'm going to go be the Avatar and stuff, right? They start yeah. to, like, reckon with, like, it's not just that, right? Like, they... Um, yeah. You are planning a war. There are casualties. This is hard. This is like, you know, like uh, there's a lot of gray area, a a lot of just awful stuff that happens with war. It's not playtime. Yeah, it's not playtime, you know, and it's not going to be easy just because you, you know, found the wizard or whatever. It's 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 an ebb and flow. And um, And just like, and that's what it is to be an adult. I mean, we've we've been kind of talking about it off pod, but you know, we go through these moments of just like really like feeling like everything is fucking going for us, everything is great, and then the next like month to just like, well, what am I gonna do? Like, what's gonna happen? You know, these these moments of like utter devastation, and so like you know, it's it's these like these uh, respites that are like so important for you know us to be able to like continue to go on and you know like remember and stuff like that but like ultimately like life itself is an ebb and flow right and and you need to be able who you are um in those moments of just utter despair and everything like how you're going to react to that I think says a lot um and I think um that's you know I mean we'll get into it more with the next episode but like yeah it's well, this, I mean, this is the perfect way to kind of get into the chakra conversation, right? There yes. is sort of a necessity for these characters. And like we were saying, just in, in a personal level of like, how do you handle the worst situation? Like how, who are you outside of capitalism? Who are you outside of ego? Who are you outside of these things? Like as a person, as an empathy, ideally empathy driven human, how do you exist when you're at your lowest? Like, how do you, you respond to these situations? And I think with Aang, this whole situation with Guru, Guru Patik is fantastic because he's literally teaching him about the flow of energy f- through the chakras and being able to, like, see things outside of the contexts of man-made shit. The yes. hierarchies of, like, bullshit, uh, uh, um, theoc- or not theocracies, but, like, bullshit um patriarchy and like the structures of civilization and the structures of economy and class and it's like none of that's real Mm -hmm. what is real is the sort of human connection and the connection of oneness to the world especially as somebody who is the avatar who has this already inherent connection to themselves in all of the iterations of themselves as one entity 
And I think it's like, I don't know, like especially for a kid's show to have this conversation about the connectedness to the universe and the ability to find strength in oneself with the ease of like a stream, Mm -hmm. like having a conversation about like, yeah, yeah, you have to work on it and you're capable and it's very easy, but you do have to put in the work to find this balance and find this. Yeah. And I feel like we've had a lot of these kinds of conversations like, you know, like um, with like the swamp, right. Where everything is connected. So we've had like a lot of time to build on these ideas and like, you know, to kind of ruminate on those and what and what that means in the big picture and i feel like this episode with the chakras we really start to um we really start to put all of that together um and yes. you know we we've talked about how like ing doesn't really you know he has a lot of really deep stuff that he's feeling especially for a young child yeah. right and um but like seeing like you know seeing actually like what drives him right and these things that he doesn't talk about but he's like base level like hey i'm fine see me i'm great yeah you know and having seeing him have to let go of his fear and his guilt and um you know shame and these things that like like i find that so cool and interesting because i've been trying to figure out how to like open myself better and to know myself better and things like that right and so often I think in our society we go from like oh like you know polar opposites so the opposite of light is dark and the opposite of good is bad and the opposite of love is hate right but like in this conversation we're having about chakras right like the you know what inhibits love um is or what inhibits power is shame right like oh i like i would have been like weakness right but like seeing the you know what's really behind that and that like really made so much sense it's it's incredible so it's just like again as a kid none of this hit me at all like it just i was just like oh that's cool but as an adult who's like actively working through a lot of this stuff that we're talking about for them to be like, yeah, the root of this, the root cause of this, of the blockage, mm-hmm. is fear and shame, or doubt, or regret. Regret yeah. and yeah. guilt are the thing that's blocking you here. It's not like you're a bad person. It's no, it's the guilt no. that you have, you have to forgive Lies. yourself. Find forgiveness in yourself for yourself, and that is the way to move forward. And that's going to make you yes. a better person. Like, you've done bad things. We've all done bad things. It does not matter. Mm-hmm. What does matter is the way you interact from this point forward in the world. And that has everything everything to do with you learning to love yourself despite the mistakes you've made. And you're like, what? it's just like, it's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. It is. It, it, yeah. And, and it's why this is my favorite episode. Uh, because like you, like I would imagine like most people, the first two times, first few times I saw this episode, I was just like, oh, okay, okay, cool. Like, you know, Aang does some spiritual stuff, like, on the way, like, let's let's get to the finale. What's going to happen? <laughs> um, and I remember the first time I really sat down and, like, watched it, and I was like, oh, snap. Like, it's, like, everyone should have that moment where they're, like, just 100% blown away by the guru and how simply it puts these like ancient ideas that and and how accessible they make it to everybody um like I've definitely I know I've 
like so once i was clued into like the awesomeness of the episode of course like i watched it like a million times um and like and i've seen even like on social media like other people like you know i could tell like it's like some like self-made slide or something about chakras and they'll have shit from this episode in it and they'll be like and so this is the throat chakra it has to do (laughs) with truth and like the lies we tell ourselves and i'm like Mm. you need to cite avatar there Uh but like that is just like how ingrained and how accessible they made this ancient philosophy and how beautifully integrated it is and i love um like you guys have mentioned that it's connected to power like the whole thing that draws us in to even learn about what chakras are is oh Aang needs this big power to defeat the bad guy rah 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 but then clearly in like the lesson of like this isn't about power Mm -hmm. like this isn't like obvious and i think that's ultimately like what we get to and oh there's just well well, it's also i love in this episode it's also like it it bleeds into the next one and i'll only speak on it a little bit and we'll i'll talk about it more there but like it's not about power it's about peace and ultimately it's ang sort of envisioning himself in the moment where it's like okay, you have to let go of like your earthly love or the thing that you love or whatever. And he's like, I'm not going to get rid of this. Like I love Katara and why would I want to get rid of her? She means the world to me. And he's like, well, if you want to reach this perfect, this, this sort of unified Zen, if you want to reach this like apex of, of sort of consciousness, you're going to have to. And he's like, um, no, she's actually like in danger and I'm going to go. And he's like, if you go now, you're never going to reach the avatar state again. And he's like, I doubt that. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And left. And he just leaves because to him, this moment, like, again, it's not about reaching that. Like, he's already yeah. gone through this process. He's already learning this stuff. And yes, yeah. to reach this apex of, of consciousness, sure. But it's not about the process. And it's not about like, oh, getting that achievement unlocked. It's about the connectedness to each other and the peace that you find in community and the peace that you find in the connection of the human experience. And so him leaving is sort of like, yeah, like you're doing it right. Like you're literally so connected. You can tell when she's in danger. You've already like superseded this. You're there, you're doing it. And later, and we'll talk about this in the next episode, but when um, uh, Aang talks to Iroh, when they're walking down, Iroh congratulates him like, yeah, you, you did the right thing. Like, you don't need to get do, rid of do you this. Want... Like, I think you're yeah. smart for not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Was that the right thing? I don't know. He's... I can't say. But like, but he's literally but, he yeah. he explains it in the context of like, sure, you didn't get an A plus, but you got a B plus, and you still did great, and you saved your friend. Yeah. So, yeah. do you want a dead friend and an A plus, or do you want a really good grade and the love of your life, like your best friend living? Yeah. Like, yeah. You'd made the right call. I don't care what this person tells right. you. You made the correct decision, at least from what I'm seeing. So and sick. And it's just, oh. it's it's so nourishing. Like the validation from Iroh on top of the decision in this mm-hmm. episode. It's like just the reminder that like, even still, even these structures in place that are like there to help you achieve this sort mm-hmm. of unified oneness, even those structures are just like templates. Obviously going through this process, but ultimately like, it's about the connection. It's about 
the empathy. It's about the people and the way that we exist here. Mm -hmm. And the intuition of knowing that connectedness is the important part. So it's just, it's cool to see. And it's also so much more than I expected from a fucking big air quotes (laughs) kid show. So much more. And yeah. And I think it's so cool that Aang so clearly and distinctly inhabits all of these flaws you know all of the opposites of the chakra Mm -hmm. that he's trying to unlock so when they're you know showing the memories of him trying to move past these moments of shame and these moments of guilt Mm -hmm. you know him having to you know these things that we've talked about that he really needs to sit and reconcile with the fact that you know everybody that he loves is dead you know from from a hundred years ago and that you know um that he he just left, you know, and he feels that guilt. He feels that shame. Mm-hmm. He feels that loneliness, you know. Um, and then almost every other chakra is tied to Katara. You know, we're really, really fucking, you know, hammering in that, hey, Aang and Katara are a thing, right? Um, yeah. But, like, but I think that that was really clever writing-wise to get, like, I feel like when they were writing that they came up with this this was like always an episode that they knew that they wanted to do and how they wanted yeah. to um that they knew how they wanted to present it this is like one of the mm-hmm. best written episodes because it is yeah. so clearly a product of everything that came before it yeah and uh just like along those lines they do a really good job of stacking for multiple characters these like just self-defining moments or like these important moments where they had to decide what they were about what they need what they wanted to put their energy towards like whether the outcomes of that are good or bad so like almost at the same time as like you know ang is unblocking his chakras like some of like my favorite things about Aang and what I'm always going to love about Aang is like so he is seeing like the literal proof of all this cosmic energy he sees like this cosmic version of himself which like side note I try to like imagine this version of me too like when I (laughs) meditate and stuff like that because it's so like they're so baller it's so cool (laughs) looking and just like this thought of like walking this path to get to your higher true self and we also get to see another version of it with Cora and like very interestingly Cora's little path to walk to herself is much wider than Aang's like Aang is almost like a tightrope but anyway so he's seeing the proof of all of it it's in front of him Um, but he gets like this glimpse of oh Katara is in trouble he doesn't question it and like one of my best and like what I think is so defining for him is like so he immediately leaves he's like oh fuck this like super amazing like Aurora Borealis (laughs) like shit in front of me my girl's in trouble I'm I'm the one who saves her I need to go save her um and like so the big like confrontation with him and guru patik and like oh the artwork is just so beautiful in every moment like you have to like go back and really like take in the artwork of it but when like guru patik like he they they draw him like really ripped in this moment it's kind of like he's almost like sexy when he's like no if you leave now you won't be able to go into the avatar stage at all (laughs) and like it's yeah he's just like very well defined and like it's like dark background and it's like 
I know you think I'm a silly old man, but I have been waiting here my whole entire life for you to say this exact thing. No, you can't go into the Avatar state if you block this. And my favorite thing ever is like Aang, he's listening to it and he doesn't even turn. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even turn his head as if he's like thinking about, oh, maybe I should say no. He just goes. He's just like, oh well. Yeah. Um, yeah. and like, and he says it perfectly. Why would I choose cosmic energy over Katara? Like, what is the point of any of that over like my real this is the love of my life? She's saved my life a million times. She's gonna save my life later tonight. <laughs> like, yeah. Why am yeah. I going to abandon she is that? My girl. Like this meditation stuff is cool, spirit spiritual shit cool. This is my yeah. person. It's and like I'm, I'm never, happy with everything that I've her. Yeah, I'm happy with everything that I've learned, but ultimately isn't the goal with all of this process is to help people and to connect with people and to find sort of peace in the mm. unity of oneness of like the collection of all of us and like he questions that too that's what i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna like, go do says, like that's why i'm here he says like this is the total opposite of like three chakras ago like what the fuck do you mean and he's like no but you gotta do it and ang is just like he's like no i choose community i choose you know the my yeah. my rock yes. katara i choose like the people that have been here and believed in me the only reason i'm here right now why would i abandon that fucking enlightenment and he leaves and yes you're like i didn't realize amber that he didn't even look back and i fucking Does love it. that that's it's be- that's I, know. So, I was, that like, makes I it even love it. I was <laughs> just like that's how i need my person to react to be like no like no, I don't yeah. value universe juice over my person. <laughs> I'm going to go save her. Um, oh, and so like the storytelling is so perfect because they layer these important um, moments for many characters. Like we also see in almost the same sequence, like uh, Zuko, uh, having to confront like that his sister is there in Bossing Say too. Yeah. Um, and him choosing to stay and fight his sister, even though everyone knows it's like, no, Zuko, you stay with uncle. <laughs> Why? Why would you not follow your uncle? Like you are in trouble. Azula is in Bossing Say. And he doesn't even take a moment to think about what that could mean or what or anything and just decides to fight her. And he's like, oh, that's so stupid. Gets captured. But uh, important moment for Zuko to just be like, no, I'm not running from her anymore. mm -hmm. Zuko, I think, does know that he's stronger now. But, you know, as we know, he still has some growth to do. Because, like, I mean, we see this version of him, but, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe he's good, right? But when he's fine when he's away from that trauma and the people that, like, Mm. his triggers, right, that, like, cause that. But when he's confronted with it again, he hasn't really faced that. Like, he's fundamentally changing, 
but those triggers are still there and so yeah. it's still like he's not strong enough and hasn't really like reckoned with or like um reconciled what that means or like even like been honest with himself about what that means to him right so he of course he's gonna fall back and you know uh try to g turn back to violence and anger and uh you know power and all of these things because he sees that he can be a better person but he hasn't he hasn't under like figured out how to be a better person it. in the spaces that he used to exist in yes and so then that is layered with uh what is probably like every but every fan's favorite moment of all time uh -huh, uh -huh. is tough inventing yeah! metal bending so, cool. so like oh, it, it's so perfect how they put it together the like, so, shit in the world so as ang and guru pratik are talking about the third eye chakra Mm -hmm. has to do with like insight and it's blocked by illusion the greatest illusion of this world is the illusion of separation things that we think are different and separate are actually one and the same even metal and like and that is when we see our girl Toph she's, she's reading captured. the metal like these fucking fuck boys that just like have lucked out to capture her are like um say all you want they basically they are like hey little her. girl we're gonna make you pee on yourself in this box because we have not provided a bucket or even anything that you could like even like turn around or separate yourself from your own waist but whatever and they're so afraid um, of her and like know that once she's out she's they're not going to be able to control her so like they yes. are even afraid to like let her out of the box for two seconds and i think that that is yes. so rightfully so um, they should be fucking terrified they should be terrified should because be. they gave her the idea well, they're like, even you can't bend metal. And like, and that's when Toph was like, fucking watch me. Watch me. Oh, oh, wait, did you say, you uh, I can't. Me. You said I can't. Got it. Got and it, then got it. Okay, like cool. her line. <laughs> sure. Got it, got it. She's like, I am the best earthbender in the entire yeah. fucking world and don't you ever oh my god that. and she bounces yes. yeah the, the way... performance <gasps> i am the greatest earthbender <laughs> you've ever heard of and also like the moment she does it for the first time because you watch yes. her she's reading the metal yeah she's finding the points in the metal and she's seeing the fragments of earth within it and being like oh i know this fucking book yeah of course let me do this uh and like pops it out uh, and suddenly she's like you see her face be like yeah okay <laughs> she takes like just I a second exactly to congratulate herself to be like yep. i thought i could because figure it out and look i i i figured it out because the wildest <laughs> thing is like it, it i know that like the whole self-congratulatory thing is like a little bit silly a little tongue-in-cheek and victorious and like Take wonderful it. but no, like she's important. she's quite literally changed the history of bending in that one moment by just looking at this deciphering it recognizing the unity of all elements yes. and saying oh i'm familiar with this one let me try something Boink. oh it worked fuck yeah and also like i know how to do this now and fuck you guys <laughs> i'm out of here you losers i'm the best and you guys are <laughs> dumb yeah so like cool. yes it's seriously so cool. 
Like they should create an R-rated version, if only so we could see an R-rated version of Toph just like cursing them out or whatever, and like mooning them or just whatever is like just like the height of well, disrespect is what I want to see Toph because uh, show to them. I know that writing wise in the story, they do make a nice little. Uh, round out scene where when they get trapped in there the two captors um one of them's like i have to go to the bathroom yeah as a fun little like rounded yeah. like oh you guys this were like what you were going to do to like a little girl yes which is which i love that like we wrap it up but yeah if she had also been like i want her to talk some shit too like i want yeah. like i'm happy she's out i'm happy she's running away but like you said like if she stood out there while they're captured and been like just talking a little bit of shit to them be like oh yeah. is it comfy you gotta piss yourself little piss boy like yeah ooh, like i just i would have or like i, eaten I would up. be okay if like in the live version like interpretation they actually like showed someone like finding them and rescuing them and prying them out and then like immediately be like oh my god you are king yeah, yeah. with shit and piss <laughs> yeah but I, I also like she, <laughs> the way that she also just like straight up just turns into fucking Mewtwo. Like, yes. like she's like, oh, by the way, I'm the most powerful person in the world. Yeah. Ground, come to oh, me. And then she's like oh, elliptical running across the thing yeah, at like 300 miles an hour. Into the earth. And the Sun, earth yes. is like. She's Neo shit, in like, this moment. Yeah. yeah. She, was, she like, literally is Neo like, status. oh. Like we thought. I am. Yeah, she's a like, I am literally the one, and this is literally the Matrix. This amazing power, <laughs> but really, it's tough. And it's just, uh, it's, uh, it's so it's beautiful. So cool. Yeah. It's, it's one of the so coolest beautiful. scenes in the entire show. Yes. It's also one of the most victorious, because again, it's like, we already know that Toph is one of the strongest people on the team. Like, yeah. arguably the strongest person she on the team. Already Basically, she was already was. too strong. And so now to like watch her literally hit God mode <laughs> is so weird because you're like, oh fuck. like she's going because like because we have a chance to do couldn't. this, but she's and it's because she said they said she yeah. could and she's like no actually I can't go fuck yourself can will like did yeah yeah I would it's just I <laughs> it's amazing it's, it's so, so good, good. <laughs> I would have one of the insults I would have liked her to give them or like you know have like some line about is like about them impersonating her mom like I would have loved something like with like coming full circle mm. because like yeah. that's like something that we never really fully resolve so if like she had like said like, something, that was like, real hurt that would have been yeah that was real hurt so for her to like yeah. exact some sort of like verbal revenge in that moment like I feel like that's for me the only thing that could have like aside from you know her saying like fuck you you know whatever but like that I want to see that yeah, yeah. Um, that was nice um so Saka 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 oh are we done with Toph sorry oh yeah I was done with oh Toph. okay <laughs> yeah um I don't know do we want to talk about Saka and Daddy Saka Daddy. Oh yeah, it's it's honestly, I I'm happy. I love that he gets to go back and be with his dad. Yeah. And there's a couple really wonderful moments in it. It's I mean, as a whole within this episode, I kind of just like, oh yeah, that's right, that happens. Yeah. Like, because it's 
to me, it's the most boring part of the story. Because again, it's like, oh, daddy right. noticed me. Like, yeah, it's not really great. <laughs> like, like he was proud of you, but okay. But that that moment of like when he's like, my son is a man. Yeah. Like, I know that that's a huge deal for Sokka, especially yeah. for somebody who I feel like has been sort of like he's he's been he's been diminished in such a way that's like oh you're you're like a small sidekick like you're not yeah you're not really your own person you don't really bring a lot but like we love you so you're here yeah to, for him to go with his dad and his dad to be like no you're a man and i see you as such and like yeah. i respect you in a way that you don't necessarily get every day you don't get this yeah. respect from everybody discounts you yeah. and suddenly it's like the one person who Sokka like he was so nervous it would mean the world he was yeah so nervous he's nervous to see his because, dad like yeah. everything's changed yeah and when he sees his dad too like uh you know he's he's been carrying like this like thought in the back of his head that he was left behind because he wasn't yeah. good enough and so when his dad yeah. says like hey look I see, like, I see you as a man. You don't need to earn my respect or anything. Like, you are a great warrior, and that's why I left you, because I trusted you to look out for our tribe. Like, I'm so proud of you. You're a great warrior, and you're just getting better every day. Like, for him to, like, you know, we see, like, when Sokka first walked up to him, he was like, am I going to be rejected? Like, he has that look, and then his yeah. dad, like, looks up at him, gives him a hug, and, like, we see this, like, smile that I don't think we've ever seen from Sokka, where he's just like, oh my god and you know like i don't feel like we really get into like his like you know because there's a conversation about like masculinity there and like what yeah. does this look like and things like that this isn't the story that the avatar is telling but i think in like those little subtle cues it really does a good job i mean it's about daddies not necessarily Sokka's daddy like you know uh yeah. fire lord <laughs> daddy um but yeah. i thought that it was really so nice and i thought it was cute to get like some moments where it's like the i call it the sink and stink i was like oh my god this is yeah it's a hundred percent for, your... for yeah. somebody yeah for somebody yeah. to also recognize like oh yeah that's his yeah. kid yeah like, they're, they're just alike it's like it's just a sweet yeah. moment of something that Sokka doesn't get and i know it's something that like yeah. also katara katara she, I mean, she wants to be there too but like that's just not what's happening currently mm -hmm. the fact that Sokka gets this moment is really sweet and it yeah. is worth acknowledging yeah. again too like <laughs> in the same way that we were talking about at the top of the show mm -hmm. in terms of like these these sort of like temporary fantastical versions of themselves getting to play out and getting mm -hmm. to see themselves and like the perfect version of the life that they want like we're watching it happen in real time and for Sokka like mm. that's literally it he wants to yeah. be one of the boys he wants to be he wants to be the man that he thinks his dad wants him to be like yeah and to get that validation is just like I mean it's huge it's it's like Sokka doesn't really ever get yeah. that so yeah. it is like cool to watch unprompted too it's not mm. like dad are you proud of me it's just, just like yeah hey all the men are gonna go do this and he's like what do you want me to do he's like well I said all the men and you're he's his you. dad is like so and you're like oh, yeah no. his dad is emotionally like perceptive and like oh yeah like this is what i mean when i say that um i thought it was like weird because i feel like Sokka. i mean like season three Sokka definitely would be in the room with the war generals um but mm, like because yeah. he had yeah. that moment to be with his dad because like Sokka, we've already discussed is is the planner and is the one that like yeah. you know 
Um, like he comes with all the battle plans and all the schematics and all of the things. So I thought it was weird that he wasn't up there with Katara, but I like that Katara was like, you know, um, was up there like representing yeah. and um, able to be. It that makes sense for, for the plot. For the plot, it makes sense. Yeah. 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 And then we get sort of the crashing down of everything as they head back to the Earth Kingdom. Yes. Uh, so, to see what happens. <laughs> so it is hard, like, to be in like the same episode where Toph literally invents fucking metal bending to kind of like tie her badassness, but Azula one hundred percent ties Toph's badassness in this yeah. episode, um, because like, uh like. If you look at it from another perspective, like Azula is just mind-blowingly, amazingly, like, cunning in this episode. So, like, she came in, like, I'm sure it was her idea to, like, take the, um, what's it called? The Kiyoshi Kiyoshi Warriors, Warriors, like, clothes and impersonate them and probably didn't even know where it was going to get them. And then, but immediately we see in like towards the beginning of this episode that because um, they've, they're impersonating the Kyoshi warriors, the dumbass Earth King trusts them, gives away the, um, the whole plan of the invasion, which she really didn't know. Mm-hmm. And the main characters won't even know that she knows for another like whole season. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy. Um, and the Earth King's defense, and uh, the Avatar literally then, just from yeah. oh the Avatar and then did vouch for them. So he's like, oh the Avatar, like cool, but they didn't verify. That is so, true. But yeah, go ahead. But do, do you need to give no, away I important mean... military <laughs> secrets? No. Yeah. Um, but you know whatever. Um, but like so Azula takes literally that little piece of information and observing what just happened with Long Fang. And like and you see after like that first meeting with the um Earth King, she is like kind of like in there, I guess like green room or dressing room or whatever with Ty Lee and May. And they're just like joking around, uh, you know, being their regular mean girl selves. And then just all of a sudden Azula's just like, wait a minute. We can take over this whole country. <laughs> like we're in. There's weakness. We can do this. And like, and it's it's really cute because Tylee immediately is like, oh my God, you are like so confident and like that is really attractive about you. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and Tylee is like, oh my God, we're like, we're taking over countries now? Okay, okay, I'm down. Like Tylee's fucking down. May, you know, she's, I think she's like a chaotic neutral almost sometimes. Yes, <laughs> she's she just is. like, okay, whatever, I'll go along. Um. Oh, that's huge. They're three teenage girls. And it's also and like uh yeah. They're three teenage girls and to recognize also that this was like the crux of the hardest most critically inhuman warlord 
Iroh. This was like the apex yes. of like getting to this throne. This was it. And even he couldn't get there. Yeah, and didn't and she get just there. walked in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she waltzes in in fucking face paint. And it's like, oh, um, should you just give me the kingdom? And he's like, oh, you're like my bestie now, of course. Like, hi, queen. Like, it's like that easy mm-hmm. for her. Ugh. Like, and so just, like, the level of badassness of what Azula pulls off here, she so expertly manipulates Longfang, because really all she needs <laughs> is the Daili out of her way. Yeah. yeah. But Longfang thinks that she needs him. Um, She finds out that like Zuko and her uncle are in the city and deals with it like immediately like doesn't derail her big plan mm-hmm. and, well, and also she, sitting there like immediately just like being like oh my god Zuko's here and then like seeing the like um Ty mm. Lee come up not recognizing her because like knowing how terrified she is of Ty Lee and being like yeah. wait hold on and then just in two seconds again she's it's... disempowered and seeing the water like flow out of her um her like satchel that she had like it's blood it, yeah yeah it's it's a fucking jump scare yes uh though because yeah. because again it's like the one person who can completely immobilize mm-hmm. her yeah and she's staring at her in her, her face and then as soon as she kind of like hears her voice she's like wait it's like ew and i hate this yeah it's like watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre when he like puts on one of his victims' faces and it's like, is that? Oh my god, no! Ah, fuck! Like, yeah. That's the scariest guy. Like, oh no! And then like she jumps up and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, we're not Kiyoshi, and it's just like, uh, yeah. What? 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 Fuck! Like, we did not think about this situation, and now we are here. Well, it's also an impossible situation because it's like, how would like. Why would they run into these three? Like, why would they do right. that right now? Like, this has they've nothing to do with them. them. Yeah, Azu- they haven't them. seen them since that abandoned town. Um, yeah, did, they the, don't know the drill, that right? they interacted with. Uh, um, oh, was it the drill? The drill was so the they're last like, time oh yeah, we've beaten them. That's fine. Or was the yeah? Because no, 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 it's the drill. It's the drill. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. But but yeah, they it's have like, Appa we... when they're in the abandoned town. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's just it's just wild that like suddenly all of their worst fears because Azula's cunning is 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 stronger than literally anybody on earth. Yes, like she is just the most cunning, the most conniving, the most opportunistic Mm -hmm. and the strongest person who is like so unwittingly brainwashed into thinking that like this sort of like war mastermind like super race uh firebending like propaganda is like the foundation for existence and she just Mm -hmm. happens it's like she's been so tricked into it but she's so good she's so so good good at being this character it's tricked (laughs) It's easy to be tricked. And the fact, because again, like outside of the context of all of the evil shit and the backwards thinking that she has, she's fucking sick. She's so cool. Like the way that she's just like, like you said, oh, we're like here and we're like in. 
we could take the whole thing like today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Is I that just great? love like, Azula's energy of look how pathetic these men who are in charge are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she's it's, it's constantly like why are you in charge when I am so much smarter than you and stronger than you mm-hmm. in every way? And it's yeah. like it's it's actually kind of cute and funny that you think that you <laughs> should be in charge of anything because you're pathetic. She like is so fucking cool and confident and capable and like I love her so much. And even though even though she's a bad guy, like I mean just seeing that as a young girl, just seeing how great and powerful she is, like and Toph and Katara, right? But like especially yeah. Azula. Like the world, like, you know, she could make the entire world like, you know, bend to her every will. Sheer like and we'll see in the next episode just by saying a sentence just by being fucking confident and like i we should all have that level of confidence oh man can you imagine yeah and i mean and it's such it's so important because like it wouldn't be as satisfying if we just had like super strong qatar super strong toff fighting super strong men yeah no yeah like we need a super (sighs) strong azula to really bring out the best strength in katara Mm -hmm. but it it also not just to bring the best strength out in katara but as a whole from a story perspective like what a refreshing feminist idea yeah because again it's not like all of our women are heroes and all of our femme characters are heroes it's like no She's literally a super villain who does not view other human beings as worthy of life. Um, but she's also inarguably the strongest mm-hmm. character we've seen. And there's that level of like the intentionality behind that inclusion. Yeah. And like you said, it's not just like big strong men, strong men who are like, oh no, I you've foiled. It's like, no, th- like she is literally dunking on every one of these fucking generals at every turn. Mm-hmm. Like her own dad. Yeah. Like her dad, who's the strongest person, like she can rival him and he knows it. Like yeah. he knows how strong she is and how capable she is. Iroh sees it. And he was the biggest fucking war criminal of the Fire Nation in Fire Nation history. And even he is like, Ugh. they're all terrified like, of her. Zuko. And it's yeah, so like Zuko, yeah. you're cool and i need you to be a better guy but like your sister we should go like she's this is not gonna be good for us like she's scary and she's not a (sighs) one-dimensional villain either no and she is not infallible she's not a one-dimensional scary um, and i think that's what really makes it like you know a feminist idea right like not all women are good like and just because you're Mm -hmm. a woman just because you're like Mm -hmm. does not mean like you know they're good people um but also like i don't know i just i think it's so cool that we're getting like this whole breadth of nuance with her because like we don't so often like uh, villains uh, are not like female villains especially are just kind of like i'm bad and i'm powerful mm -hmm. right but i want to be young forever yeah yeah (laughs) and that's not what she cares about she's like i'm gonna be the fucking fire lord i'm going to rule all of you motherfuckers so seeing her put down all of these 
kings and generals, all of these other men, because we've seen her destroy every fucking man that she's come up against. And the only one that she hasn't like destroyed really is, you know, uh, Aang and the gang. And that's because, you know, yeah. like some weird happenstance or like, you know, mm. they um, they work together. Right. And like so. But that's like, I don't know, it makes her such a cool villain. And I will always say this, but the music it's, for her is so good and unsettling. So good. And just that like ting, like yeah. oh, every single time, every time. I know. And just, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that, it's so nice to also see, like, I think that this this sequence is important for the relationship of Azula and Ty Lee as well. Because you can literally see Ty Lee, like, she's fawning over her. Yeah. She's like, Ty Lee is like, oh my god, this girl, like, we're in a palace right now. <laughs> like, and she's gonna take we're it. We're taking over the Earth Kingdom. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I was like, this is, like, yeah, she makes her tea. Like, you can tell, like, she's, like, doting on her. And I'm like, this is, like, an important moment for their relationship. Yeah. yeah. I, um, you know, the more that we go through this with that idea that Ty Lee is, like, into her, I'm like, mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Like, these moments Hundo where... P. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so good. I love these. Yes. I, I love the three of them. And I so, love the like, thing. yeah. Yeah. Only Azula could tie Toph in like in like the same weekend that Toph <laughs> invents metal bending. Right. Azula is also planning something that all of the super firebender dudes in her family couldn't do in a hundred years. And she does it in a weekend with her best friends. Like on a whim, she's like, oh my God. Could we do this? Yeah. You guys, I think we can yeah. do this. We're going to do this. I've I, decided like this we're going to do this. started off with just like them putting on <laughs> <laughs> like different clothes and probably playing around. And they're like, I don't know. Let's see. People are really believe that we're Kyoshi warriors. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh. I just, Azula, you deserve to rule us all. <laughs> <laughs> she's great. i would accept I, her just, as my ruler yeah. yeah she's i mean it's just a great conversation around like yeah. the insidiousness of politics and war and how that can literally imprint itself on somebody with 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 uh great skill and with uh exceptional um diligence yeah like it, the only Will reason power. she is this way is because of her family with willpower. She is so talented and capable, mm. but again, because of her family. Also, she's never really been told that she can't do something. So, like, I think it's also a conversation about, mm. like, the capability, like, how how capable and how strong women are and can be when they're, yes. like, allowed to flourish and told yes and well, given the resources, right? Like, yes. I mean, yeah. literally all of the women in the show, including their mom. Like the moment where she's like, "Oh, you're gonna kill my kid? No, um, I'm fucking out of here, and I'm gonna kill your dad <laughs> on the way out." So, like, Top's mom is the you're exception, not gonna do that. but that's good because we need to, you know, we need that balance, right? Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. Well, because to me, I know that, like, obviously Toph's mom is in here, but, like, to me, she's such, like, a non-character. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Just in terms of, like, her and her dad mm-hmm. both. Like, I feel like they are just the idea of these sort of, like, rich assholes, yeah. but they're not, like, in my head, to me, in mm-hmm. my can't. I'm like, Toph is the only Bayfong. Right. <laughs> like, she's the... She is, she is the, the reason matriarch. for the family. She is she's the, the matriarch of the Bayfong line. Yeah. She created the yeah. Bayfongs. Like, that is her. Like, hello. And I get it. Um, like, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, thinking about, like, Toph and her relationship to her family and how she, like, is like, no, fuck you. And then, like, they kind of, like, you know, she has this moment of maybe my mommy, like, oh, no, you know what? Fuck that. I'm better without them. Like, I, as somebody that has done that, like, I love that. And I love that we see that. Like, it's, again, mm. not to keep saying it, but it's so rare that we see, like, a woman that, like, turns her back on her family and is just like, yeah. fuck you. I'm better not off without you. Not punished for it. And thrives. Like, she creates fucking metal bending and she doesn't have resources and stuff. Like, she's just like, you know, well, I'm in a metal box. I'm going to get myself out of here. Like, yeah. she's so fucking cool. Um, yeah, I love that. Capable like, women. Tough. We love you forever and ever and ever. Um, winners of this episode. Um, it is a tie between Toph and Azula. Truly. Bad bitches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they ever teamed up, none of us would survive. No. No. Um, we would be shit out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> we would be screwed. Yes. <laughs> um... Okay, well, thank you all so much for tuning in to another gorgeous little episode of The Momos and The Appas. Yes, thank you so much. The music and the editing were done by Eric Lefebvre. And the artwork was by David Tercero. Do not forget to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts because it really helps us and we love you for it. We do, we do. And remember... Uncle Ira was a war criminal, but he not really the was. only one. And not the best not one because Azula's coming up. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're going to end the show now in the next chapter or in the next book. Just like, and for, don't remember, don't forget Azula was a war criminal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. We'll see you on our final episode of book two. podcast has been brought to you by the nostalgia network visit the nostalgia network.com for more hey everybody i'm eric i'm shelby i'm jake and we are the band lousy advice from the lousy advice podcast come listen as we draft artists and genre centric best of lists with the help of our closest friends these lists are canon and there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it from misfits to share Green Day to Gaga or Pup to Paramore. Listen to the Lousy Advice podcast now or else. Stream us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Nostalgia Network or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget that we are the band Lousy Advice and this is our podcast, the Lousy Advice podcast. The Lousy Advice podcast? The Lousy Advice podcast. Podcast. Podcast.